You know what, Jamie? Let's pop off right now. We gotta get started. We gotta go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get the people in the chat. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hit and Hustle, the morning after recap of the Notre Dame-USC football game. Notre Dame wins 48-20 to over the USC Trojans, the, the formerly number 10-ranked USC Trojans. Uh, they will not be ranked that next week when the uh, rankings come out. Um, so that's a, that's a great victory for Notre Dame and the uh, football team. And uh, Marcus Freeman. So uh, we're going to talk about that game. We're going to talk about stats. We're going to talk about uh, everyone's favorite moments, whatever everyone uh, wants to talk about from the football game. Uh, thank you. Thank you to uh, Mitchell. This is a great comment. This is a great comment. Uh, shout out safeties coach Dell Alexander for recruiting Xavier Watts. Wait, he was a receivers coach. Listen, full credit to, to Dell Alexander. Uh, basically won Notre Dame the football game last night. Uh, that's uh, That's – Fact check true. He brought Xavier Watts into the program, and and look what he did for Notre Dame yesterday against USC. That's a great comment from Mitchell there. Uh, Irish Hokey Eight says, uh, "Ever wake up still drunk and happy about it? Me too." Uh, congrats to Irish uh, Hokey. Uh, yes, Brendan, who was in uh, in the press box last night uh, in the football game, eject, eject, eject. Uh, USC will be ejecting. Check out my. Uh, Check out my top 20 next week. It's it's going to be fire. It's going to be good. And I think there's going to be an ejection from the USC Trojans. Uh, it, it's, it, they played one good team and, and they got they got throttled by them. So I, I think that's a fair take. Uh, they're going to be there's going to be an ejection from USC coming up on the uh, earned five star podcast top 20 that I'll be releasing this week. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in. If this is your first time catching me, please hit the like button. Please hit subscribe. Please hit the notification bell. So you know that we're going live. Links to the podcast are in the description below. And also check out irishsportsdaily.com. A ton of uh, a ton of um, content that's gone up. Uh, Jamie's got his instant analysis up. A uh, bunch of photos from the game. And so uh, really fired up to talk about it. Mark Youngman wants to talk about his favorite moment, which was uh, watching a Heisman candidate lose the trophy playing Notre Dame. It's not often we see that, Mark. That is not often the case from uh, Notre Dame. Usually, uh, they are they are winning Heisman's for USC quarterbacks. Last night, I, you know Caleb Williams, he still has a chance, right? They're they're going to play Washington, they're going to play Oregon, they're going to play USC, uh, and for them, you know, uh, as is always the case with USC, this means nothing to them in terms of the Pac-12. So uh, everything that they want is is ready for them. And it's it's all it's all in front of them. So they still have a lot to play for. So um, the Heisman Trophy can change very quickly. But it didn't look good. It did not look good. Three interceptions. Uh, let's see. According to ESPN, ESPN uh, Mac says Caleb Williams threw three interceptions, but he was careless. Not one word on our name's defense dominating. Uh, I didn't catch that. Um, I mean, it's yeah, yeah. But people say things. It it doesn't matter. I, I think. I think the the biggest thing for me, just with the Notre Dame's defense, this is an all-time Notre Dame uh, pass defense here. Put up some stats on the Twitter machine. Uh, after eight games against, and obviously you have Ohio State and USC on the schedule, right? So this it's not like, uh, it's not a bunch of navies out there, you know. Um, Notre Dame is fourth in the nation in passing of passing efficiency defense at 97.49 passer rating against, which is just incredible. Uh, they've allowed five touchdowns all year, picking off five passes, 5.5 yards per attempt, 52% passing. I mean, the, the 2012 defense was not as good as this. I mean, this is truly an all time, um, an all time pass defense last night. They were, they were all over the place. I think not just the fact that you know they were able to secure interceptions. Nothing down the field for USC. The longest pass uh, they completed yesterday was 21 yards. You had another 20-yarder in there as well. Uh, this is a team that has multiple receivers who average over 20 yards per, per reception for the season. So to keep the explosives down against a team like that, um, 
it's it's really all you can ask for. It's everything that you want. They had the one thirty-one yard run by by the running back, and uh, he finished with forty-six yards with a 30, 31 yard run. So that just kind of goes to show uh, Marshawn Lloyd with with the with the thirty-one yard carry. That just goes to show what Notre Dame was doing defensively. It's just an incredible performance by the defense, an incredible performance by Al Golden, uh, and so it, it just it's it vaults Notre Dame into the bye. Uh, we're going to talk about the, the offense a little bit. I think that I think the performance is a little bit better offensively than um, than I think most people would would kind of uh, would kind of the average five point one yards per play, right? USC averaged four point one yards per play on the day. Um, you, you're going to have you know, a, a lot of people will look at the total first downs. A lot of people will look at the total yardage. You're not going to have a ton of total yards when you have an interception return to the 12, an interception return to the two, uh, and you have a 99-yard kickoff return where the offense never gets on the field, right? So you're losing yards there. Uh, you're losing yards on 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 just the fact that you don't have to go very far to uh, to score touchdowns. After the interception by Ben Morrison, they go 50 yards on five plays. Right, so they were able to punch that in after Notre Dame or after USC scored the twenty-three to fourteen, uh, uh, the long touchdown on the thirty-one yard run made it twenty-four to thirteen. They go right down the field. Uh, they, they had a good kickoff return, which was it was a, a theme. You got to give Marty Biaggi a, a ton of credit for that. He saw something within USC in the way that they um, are are covering kickoffs, and so you got to give him credit. He had a good plan, and obviously they busted one, but they also had a couple of other nice ones as well. And then Notre Dame goes right down and scores, and they and they hit the they hit the uh, they hit the explosive to Tyree, which was a huge call. That defense was totally out of pocket. I'm gonna I'm gonna break it down later, but Notre USC's in man. They're essentially in zero coverage without bringing pressure, so they sent four man defense, no safety in the middle of the field, no safety in hashes or cover three or any of that stuff you're just sitting there in in zero coverage and your 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 corner nickel has to cover the entire field what is what is that defense what is going on so um that but it's, it's a great throw by sam Hartman. leads tyree across the field and doesn't send him to, towards the defender it's really good stuff um uh, yards per play uh, yards per play, uh, yes, Notre Dame was 5.1 yards per play. USC was 4.1. That does say more about the Notre Dame defense to hold an offense like USC to 4.1 yards per play. 5.1 yards per play is nothing to uh, write home about. That's not good, right? It's not. That's not. Good. That's not anything a top offense would do. So, um, but you know, they 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 were able to uh, they were able to get it done there on a couple of very important drives. And look, they cashed in all their red zone opportunities, right? Like that's something you do need to do, uh, and it's something that that you know that that allows you to take the lead that Notre Dame did. Um, so you want to cash in on that stuff, um, and if you want to cash in on some on some quality quality dress shirts that uh, are going to vault you into uh, a greater realm of of dressing, going to work, going to cocktail parties, going to weddings then you're going to want to check out ESQclothing.com, which has created the world's first bamboo dress shirt, of course, founded by Notre Dame alum Ga Wang. It's crafted from high-quality bamboo fabric. It's the softest and most comfortable shirt you'll ever put on, not only more sustainable than cotton, but also feels cooler, has stretch, is odor and wrinkle-resistant, even machine-washable. You've seen ESQ's one-piece collar bamboo shirt. It's the perfect shirt for today's business meeting or heading for a night out. Use ISD15. You get 15% off all online items. That's ISD 15 for 15% off. Uh, Drew Payment says, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Freeman gets 1,000% on turning the culture around after Louisville and then coaching the boys up during the game, in my opinion. Um, but tons of credit to Marcus Freeman. I mean, the, the way that the, the program, the team bounced back, they came in with, with a good attitude. I thought the crowd, big props to the crowd, everyone who was there. It was obviously a very electric atmosphere. It helps when you intercept the ball on the first play or on the first drive and you go down and score, um, which was a dream scenario for Notre Dame. 
but that obviously helps. And so, but the crowd was was lit. They were not down after the after the loss to Louisville, and they made um, and they made it happen. They made it happen. Um, so it, it's 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 good props to him. Good good job to Marcus Freeman. Uh, Brennan says the preschool moms in LA are going to be buzzing on Monday. If you wanted to point to the non-Watts defensive player who impressed you the most, who would it be? Uh, I mean, it's kind of hard to to not um, look at Howard Cross in just all of these situations. I tweeted out his uh, I tweeted out his pressure numbers. I want to get them right. So let me, let me pull them up here. Let me go find my tweet because his look. He has been just Incredible. Okay, we've got Howard Cross, six total pressures, four quarterback hurries, and one sack. Uh, Javante Jean-Baptiste, seven total pressures, six quarterback hurries. Notre Dame had 34 total pressures on the day, which, again, you do have to keep in mind, like, you can have more than one pressure on a, on a, on a play. So that's why, like, he, you know, they, they didn't pressure him that much, but they had a 47% pressure rate basically half the time uh, Caleb Williams was dropping back. 19 quarterback hurries total for Notre Dame. Uh, on the 21 dropbacks for Caleb Williams, 5 of 13, 40 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions. Uh, those numbers are abysmal. Those numbers are abysmal. You put pressure on Caleb Williams, doesn't matter who it is, you're going to, uh, you're going to cause problems. Notre Dame was able to do that. Um, so I think Howard Cross, Devontae Jean Baptiste. I thought I thought uh JD Bertrand was phenomenal in this game. It's phenomenal. Making plays, uh, 11 tackles for him, blows up the fourth down play. Um, it just it's really good performance. You know, not a ton of missed tackles from these guys. One of their better tackling games of the season in 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 a must-have it situation where uh, USC is very difficult to uh, to corral in the open field. Um, I mean, I it's hard it's it's hard to pick out just one because there are so many players that had major contributions in the game where you can't even look at someone and say like it was just a stinker of of a game from them. One of the better performances we've seen defensively uh, in in a long long time. I mean, you're talking four point you on. 4.1 yards per play for the USC Trojans. This is a team that went into it uh, around eight, nine yards of play, right? Averaging 49 points a game. And for them to do that, and I understand they're not playing the greatest teams, but I mean, we've seen it. It, it was, it's been, you know, 16 games, whatever it is for, for uh, Lincoln Riley at USC, 17, 19, 17, 18, 19 games. I mean, it, it's, it's a great, uh, it's a great, great performance. Uh, Stubborn Mix says, I was happy that Sneed bounced back after that running into the kicker snafu. I mean, this team's unbelievable with their penalties. I mean, it's unbelievable. Um, it's just going to be a problem all year. It's eight games in, and uh, it's, <laughs> it's going to be a big problem. They got to figure it out. They got to figure it out. Um, but he did. He, he bounced back, made a couple of sacks, uh, or he made a sack. He almost had the uh, the interception when you know Caleb Williams tried to dump it off over the middle. He he loops around and he gets his hand up. Look, he broke it up the play, ended the USC drive. So that's obviously huge for him. Um, and so that's that's uh, that's a great job. Stubborn Mix says held uh, USC to twenty points. Really should have been seventeen. <laughs> what what a disaster at the end of the first half. That's unbelievable. And, you know, I I put up the screenshot on Twitter last night. You know, if Marcus Freeman doesn't doesn't call timeout, the clock runs zero. But they were throwing flags. Like, they were going to let him run a play. I don't know. I don't know the end of – so I know that things like, um, like delay a game are not reviewable. But I, I don't know about the game clock. I was actually looking it up. If the half runs out or the quarter runs out, I don't know that they can review that. You know, I'm not sure. And uh, I, 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 so I, I don't know. It's also one of those things where, I mean, 
when is this situation ever happening again? Ever. Where the clock is running down. You just got a sack. They have no timeouts. They want to spike it slash run a play. Um, I think Caleb Williams was smart enough to know like they can't run a play there or they can't spike it. Like he needs to actually run a play. Um, but like you have players celebrating behind the play and you need to get them back. Like I, I can't, it's like, I can't bang. I mean, obviously panicked. He wasn't sure what to do, but I can't bang Marcus Freeman too much. Cause when is this situation ever coming up? Like in your mind, like, when is it ever, as a coach, you think about, oh, I got to get ready for these situations. <laughs> Summer mixed. They were at the fifty-yard line. It's not like, it's not like they were close. Like they were nowhere near, anywhere close to making a play or being able to get back. Like they're like doing stuff as the, it's twenty yards away, and, and you want to bang them. You like like. Like, okay, Treore, right? Like, they put him in the game. He's two freshmen. He comes in and makes a huge play. You think the half's over. Uh, Sneed celebrating with his bud. And then you got Marist, who's like a fifth-year guy. <laughs> Marist is a fifth-year guy who's not um, – who's just, like, over there with him. This team. I don't know. Um, uh, Drew says – Drew says refs uh, – can review it for clock expiration. So yeah, I don't, it's just kind of hard. It's kind of hard to expect Freeman to actually know um, exactly what to do in that situation. Right. So I, I, I'll give him some leeway there. I will. I'm not going to give him leeway for kicking the field goal. It's 38 to 20. You got to go for it, Marcus. It's fourth and fourth and one from the whatever five yard line. Like go, you got to go for it, Marcus. Come on. Uh, drunk Vigo says, uh, are, am I still partying? Listen, I went to bed at 1130 and I woke up at 430 to prep. You know, you got to prep, you prep for these things. You look up stats, you prepare for the people. I'm not asking people to tune in at 930 in the morning, 830, 730, And I'm not prepping. So look, I woke up at 430 watching the game back. Um, I thought I <laughs> I thought the uh, I thought the NBC um, broadcast was an abomination. They can't figure out the audio. It sounded terrible. I, so here, full disclosure: I don't, I don't um, listen to any games now with the the sound up. It's distracting to me to listen to the people like listening. And uh, Jason Garrett last night, like listening to some of his stuff, is just like, please don't, please. Stop! Like he is, he doesn't do a good job. He does not. not he doesn't do a good job. Uh, but I, so I listened. I, I don't have volume. I never have volume, and I listen to it. And 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 I'm like the Xavier Watts interception. You would think it's just like ruckus, loudness, and it was just you can't hear anything. It's just so bad. So that they <laughs> they got to get that figured out. USC fans, they're gonna have to deal with that. Uh, going forward, uh, yeah, mute them and put on the uh, put on put the radio on. Uh, that's good stuff. It's good, but the the lag is the problem with YouTube TV. The lag is the problem. Uh, it's no good. Uh, so yeah, so I I I I give I give credit I give Marcus some leeway on the uh, on what not he didn't know what to do at the end of the half there. I I, I it's just it's hard to know uh how to handle that situation um it's just like he said the players got to grow up you're, you're you know it's your five and two team you know like you got to finish you got to be and look it and, and he, i think that it for him it's so um it's so depressing because for him because it obviously is a reflection on him like he has to be thinking like it's it's honestly like like you know how <clears throat> Your kid, like you're out in public and your kid is acting a fool. And it's like you get mad and you're mad because you know, like, what is my problem as a parent that my kid is acting this way kind of thing? And Notre Dame keeps doing these penalties, committing these penalties, like this, they're making like boneheaded mistakes. He's obviously thinking like, 
this is a bad reflection on me. So it's like a disappointment thing. <laughs> so I get it. But uh, that's uh, that's the way it goes. But look, I, I you got it. You can't you can't you can't get on Marcus too much. I mean, this is a great performance by his football team. You know, look, the offense, uh, it, it it needs work. Um, I think they really need the buy. They they need the buy. They just got to get Jaden Thomas back. They really do. I mean, it's 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 completely different without him in there. Uh, you got Jaden Greyhouse to the field now. He's running boundary, and it's just it's that's not working for Notre Dame. They need Jaden Thomas back badly, really bad. Um, and so it, it's just that is a part of a part of what needs to happen during the bye. They need to get him back. Great house needs to get back. Um, I mean, obviously you've added something in phase on now. Like, I think that's a, that's a very good development for the team. I think Chris Tyree's made a couple of really huge plays. He had a big drop in this game, uh, but he also had like one of the biggest plays of the game, honestly, like a back breaking play where USC again, goes down scores 24 to 13. And you feel like Notre Dame has to do something offensively. The defense has completely given them basically all of their points. And they went down there, excuse me, and they they hit the big one at Tyree. That's a huge play by him. And so, you know, full credit to Tyree there. Um, and so they need to they need to build off of that. They need to build off of Faison. They need to get Jaden Thomas back. It is massively important that they get him back and healthy. And uh, and and moving forward for the season, Joe Bro is asking, "Do you think we'll see more freshmen after the bye?" I I don't know what freshmen uh, you're talking about. If you're referring specifically to Braylon James, I would say no. I would say probably not. Um, just because they've needed him to be activated. Not him specifically, anyone. They, they needed any kind of wide receiver. And that and, and that's why Faison's such a big deal. Like they needed it, right? Um, it is a little bit weird to me that that Faison is now like a starter playing like real minutes and uh real snaps. And like he's just he couldn't see the field in the first six weeks. Like that is odd to me. So um I don't know what that is. You know, that, that's very strange. But uh, so, I mean, he's a freshman. So I guess, yeah, you would see you would see more of of him. I think I would we would excuse expect that. Um, it, it's 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 uh, it's it's so it's phase on. Uh, I mean, great house plays. Flores plays love plays. Uh, I'm just trying to think, like, who else would we see? I mean, Christian Gray, he he saw two snaps yesterday. Uh, maybe see more of him. Uh, let's. I, the linebackers are tough because it's, it's it's very hard. I could I, I can totally understand Al Golden being. It's like it's very difficult for for Golden to to say, you know what? I'm ready to take out Bertrand here. You know, I'm ready to take out Marist. You just you just can't see that. Right, it's it's very difficult. Oh, Joe Bro specifically talking about on the defense. I mean, the Treore thing. That's a good that's a good call, Joe Bro on Treore. Like, is that gonna be a is that gonna be a thing? Like, I saw Burnham. I think he might have had a hamstring again with the hamstrings. I mean, we haven't seen this. You know, we haven't seen this many hamstrings for Notre Dame. Um, in a in a, in a season in a very very long time. So, you know, I don't I don't want to link it directly to Bayless or Fred Hale or whatever, okay? Cuz I don't know what the deal is with it. Maybe there's some other change, but soft tissue stuff is strength and conditioning just as a as a rule, right? I don't know what the deal is. I don't know if it's him, I don't know if it's whatever, right? Um but it's it's becoming like a kind of an issue. Um Let's see. Uh, Mitch of a Hilux says, I want Gino to take over play calling. I don't know that it would ever be. Um, I don't know that it would ever be. Like a complete just Gino's calling plays now. 
like you just give him more responsibility with like the passing game and you give uh DMC more um more responsibility at the running game. Full disclosure, and Jamie and I talked about this yesterday. I, I thought Parker called. I thought he called a pretty good game yesterday. I thought he tried to do some things that were that were like I was like, yeah, it's good, right? Um, I mean, look, the the touchdown of Tyree is play action. I mean, you threw three play action passes all game. Uh, Sam Hartman's tw- twenty attempts, you know, so like fourteen percent of them are play action passes. Like that has to be better. It just has to be. But then you know you call play action on the first play of the second half, and and Sam Hartman's got holding stays running by himself, and he and he throws a jump ball basically to Mitchell Evans. It's like just take the easy one, man. It's like right there. It's right in front of you. He's gonna run for first down. So you know I. There's also like there's a there's an execution element, but here's the thing, right? Jamie and I spoke about the execution of the defense, and it's one thing to have a good plan. It's another thing to be able to go out there and actually execute the plan to what the coaches have in mind and what they're envisioning for it. Make the plan when the players go out and are able to execute it. Like that is coaching as well, being able to get them to play the way you want them to play. For them to realize the defense that you have in your mind, right? And right now, for the offense, it, it's 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 not just the fact that some of the play calls aren't the best. It's that the players can't execute the ideas of the coaches. And that is that is a problem, right? Because then it doesn't matter how good your plays are if if the players can't execute them. I mean, to me, this was the big problem with Tommy Reese, right? Where... He couldn't get his quarterbacks to execute the way that he saw the game. Tommy Reese calls good plays. He designs good offense, right? He is a good play caller. He is a good designer of offense, but he can't get those guys to perform it the way that he sees it. And that is a problem. And that is the disconnect. And that is what we saw again last night. The play calls are better, you know, but you can't just say, if you're Marcus Freeman, you can't just say, um, execution well you got to coach it you got to coach that stuff right like a teacher doesn't doesn't uh, a math test and half the kids fail and the teacher goes oh it's just execution problem well you you're you're the teacher you got to teach it right that's what coaching is you got to um you got to do that stuff one question uh, all right, well, one second, everybody. I got I got wet my nose. All right, nose is running over here. All right, um, so you got to be able to teach that stuff, right? So that's the, that's the thing with the offense right now. The ideas are getting better. I thought the ideas in this game were better from Jared Parker, but they got to be able to teach that stuff, okay? And you got to be able to execute it on the day. It's not a good USC defense. It isn't, you know, um, like Notre Dame was much better last year on offense, much better, much better on offense. You, you get that op- offensive performance. I mean, this would have been, this is a, I mean, Notre Dame could have put up 60 in this game, just given the way that USC was performing offensively. I mean, five turnovers. So Notre Dame could have done numbers offensively, uh, but it didn't happen. And, and, you know, obviously, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good uh stubborn mick greg flemong flem that's good that's really good i i full credit to you on that that's that's good stuff uh robert hallecky is here thank you for being here robert um grateful for the win having the opportunity to watch with dad that's good stuff robert glad you got to watch with your pops um happy happy to hear that happy to hear that um let's see dan adams says Literally happened to me at Notre Dame. Freshman seminar, the average score was high 50s. And the professor comes out like, you got to try harder. It's like, bro, you're getting paid. You're paid to do this. You can't have that. You got you to coach it better. You got to coach the execution, you know? So um, it's just, it's, uh, it's important. Um, Jason Warnock says, USC might lose three or four more with what they have coming up. Uh, it's, it's tough. Here's the thing. USC is, 
much better at home. So I know they have Utah at home. Utah doesn't have Thick Boy yet, and that's tough. If they don't have Thick Boy, I can't see. Utah will give uh, USC a lot of the same problems, um, you know, defensively uh, as Notre Dame did because Utah's a good defense over there. And um, and so they, they've, they've got some good stuff. But they, they – they, I mean, they really can't score. You know, and the, the thing is, is like, is USC going to completely implode like that at home? I just don't see that. They're they're a very different team at home than they are on the road. Um, I think that I think they have Washington at home as well, and Oregon might be. Someone check me on that. Someone check me. I, I, I one of the Washington. It's just the fact that they're at home helps. I I, I but I have to admit, like, I don't see them. I don't see them beating Washington or Oregon. I mean, those that game yesterday is a really good game. I mean, the high the, the quality of play there is so so high. Um, it's just it's going to be very difficult for them to beat either of those teams, short of injuries. Um, I mean, honestly, stubborn Mick SC being ten and two would be phenomenal. Like that would be great because then it's like you want this to be against a good football team that Notre Dame did this. Um, Matt's asking, is Hartman hurt? I don't see it. I don't see it. I mean, I, we can look at his numbers and his play, you know, we can look at that. doesn't seem hurt, right? Maybe he is, but I just don't see it. I, I what, where, what is hurting? And stubborn Mick brings up like the scramble, like he, he's scrambling all over the place. He's running for yards. I just don't see it being a um, – I, I just don't I, – I don't know where the injury would be. I know everyone says the knee, but I, I just don't – he doesn't have any sort of limp. He doesn't have any sort of anything. So um, it's, uh, it's just the way it is. Uh, JP says, uh, good morning, Greg. All I can say is good W. Thank God for Al Golden. He, he did a great job. I mean, he's he's been awesome. Um, it, he's just been really great. Uh, Roosevelt Carney says it's the offense style. Hartman is not a pro style quarterback. Uh, there might be something to that. You know, there, there's a, there's a learning curve and, uh, their name's not, not, uh, not learning the curve right now. It's just, it's just not happening. Uh, speaking of grades. Um, oh, Frankie's here. My man from the single high pod. We'll be on next week talking about the game. Uh, first he says he's happy for you. Uh, one, you get bragging rights over Michael. Yes. I have another podcast, the untitled Notre Dame USC football podcast. Mike's going to be very sad. Y'all going to want to check that out. Uh, you got to see a transcendent performance from a safety. How are you handling seeing another safety do something Kyle never did? <laughs> everyone, everyone loves to say this to me. Listen, what safety has ever had a performance like this? Any safety you can pick your favorite safety. I mean, Ed Reed never had a game like this. You know, like it's just, yeah, let's go over it. Let's go over it. I'm going to find it. Xavier Watts, seven tackles, four defensive stops, which is basically tackles that result in failures for the offense. So like, uh, like it's, it's less than, um, you know, if it's first and 10, you two yard tackle, right? It's, it's a stop, you know? When when um, when Zachariah Branch is running the reverse and he gets around the outside, who's left? Xavier Watts pushes him out of bounds for uh, no gain. I mean that's a stop, right? So uh, so seven tackles, four defensive stops, two interceptions, three passes defended, one forced fumble, one recovered fumble, one defensive touchdown. No one's had a game like this. Like it's just I'm gonna I'm gonna um, I, I'm gonna yeah. Tyler says. Uh, X is my guy too, for sure. Listen, I was on Xavier Watts in 2021 when he was like doing stuff against Navy and stuff against Virginia in 2021. Like I was saying that this dude's got some, there's something there. There's something there. And I had him uh, late last year as well. So X is my guy. Love X. I love to see it. Uh, no, nah, man. Jamie gave it to me yesterday too. Uh, Frank says he couldn't resist. Jamie gave it to me. Everyone's talking about this. He he uh 
listen, Xavier Watts, all timer game. We love to see it. He's a great player. Um, plays with 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 passion. I mean, he's like he's like he's almost like a Kyron Williams type energy out there. You know, plays with passion. Plays with um, with fervor. We love to see the fervor. Um, Dan Adams says Xavier Watts defended for the cycle. It's a fair take. Fair take. Uh, Jeff Burris did have some crazy games. I mean, he could, this could, Jeff Burris could have had like an all timer against Florida State. Uh, but instead of all of the, the picks, he had like four drop picks in the game. Now he did have two rushing touchdowns. Um, so that's, that's something. But, um, it's, uh, it's, he, he could have had an all timer in that game. But yeah, he did have some really good games. Um, Josh Miller's here. He stormed the field. Um, was it really a storming? It was like a, it was a, it was a, a light raining, a light weather system of the field. I don't know if we stormed the field as much. It was just kind of like people were just kind of trotted out there. Like I saw so many photos where people were just like, yeah, I'll just, I'll go down on the field. Not, not, not necessarily a storming. Yeah, you know, I, to be honest with you, I, I thought that was, um, I didn't think that was a great performance from the fans from um, a field storming perspective. If you're going on the field, you, you got to storm the field, like for real. None of this, uh, we're just walking on the field kind of thing. Uh, but that's fine. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bang the fans too much. It was a great night. Seemed like everyone was fired up. Um, so that's good. Uh, Drew Payment giving credit to the UHND pod. We love the UHND pod. Single high. Um. So Jason Warnock brings up something, um, says the only thing the only thing Hartman is is overrated. So I don't think he has confidence in his receivers right now. Like not for real, for real. Because he just he wants the ball out. He doesn't he doesn't feel good uh trying to fit the ball into windows. Um he doesn't feel good trying to take shots with them in terms of just like, like giving them difficult opportunities. Like they, the, the passing game lacks confidence, completely lacks confidence. And that's, that's tough. Like it's evident. Right. And so that is what they need. And that's why I keep saying like they need Jaden Thomas back because I think there's a confidence they're throwing to him that there's just not, it's just not present at the moment and so it's very it's very difficult to to even call plays when you're not sure what you're gonna get from the receiving core from the quarterback from the blocking like it's just there's so much just unknown there and like i said the confidence is poor and so they did they need to get that figured out like they really do they can't like I, I don't think you can go to Clemson and just be like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna turn them over five times. You know, that's a road game. They're gonna be fired up after what happened last year. Uh, you gotta you gotta ease the pressure off the running game too. You really do. Um, Roosevelt Carney says uh, we need more of a college offense offense RPO. Yes, they do. Um, I completely agree. Um. It's just, it's, they, they, they need more, you know, 2023 concepts um, that you see a lot on college football teams. So that's a good comment by Roosevelt. Steve Hogan says, great show as always, Greg. Uh, thanks for being here, Steve. Really appreciate that. Uh, Caleb Williams is going to have nightmares of Xavier Watts for a while. Listen, uh, Xavier Watts had a good game against USC last year. The only thing was he didn't make the picks, but he had a ton of breakups. Uh, he made a couple of great plays there. Um at least a couple breakups to save a touchdown and another reverse pass. So I, I, I think Caleb, um, Xavier Watts has played well against USC twice. So um, I mean, hopefully he returns to Notre Dame next year, and then we can uh, we can have we can have a good game uh, from him next year as well. Um, uh, Ninety-two Chris ND says, "Was X out of his mind, or was he in the right place at the right time over and over, or is that the same thing?" Uh well, the first one, I mean, look, it, it. let's assume it's a good throw from Caleb Williams, right? Well, Xavier Watts is going to hit the hit the tight end right in his chest. 
and likely break up the play. But then, you know, he holds up because he sees the ball is getting thrown over top and he intercepts it. Uh, the second one was tipped, yes, but they also uh, jumped the route. I mean, he jumped it. So I, I think he picks it off even if it's not tipped. Um, I mean, recovering the fumble, that's right place, right time. But, you know, he's so active. Like, he finds himself around the ball all the time. He has always been that way. He's always found himself around the ball. And so that's a good that's a good job uh, by him. And then, you know, forcing the fumble, that's being a playmaker. So uh, I think the only one where it's, like, kind of right place, right time is maybe the first one. But even then, like, he's where he's supposed to be. He's going to make the play. It's it's fortunate that it was overthrown. He was intercepted, but I, I thought I thought he did a great job. And he and it wasn't like fluky, you know. Uh, like we've seen some fluky picks. Like I just remember like the 2016 game against Virginia Tech, where they threw a post against Drew Tranquil, and the receiver's running wide open, and it hits him in the hands. It bounces up, and he and he catches it. Right, like that's right place, right time. I think Xavier Watts was in good position on all of those. So, um, you know. Uh, full credit to him. Uh, Domerhead says, uh, the biggest problem I had with him yesterday was he threw high on a lot of his missed throws. I think you're right with the lack of confidence wide receivers. Yeah, he's just it's not comfortable. They just It's not a comfortable passing game right now. Um, all right, let's see. Uh, Greg, I know you live in SoCal like me. It made the win so, so sweet. Yeah, man. Let me tell you, it. I don't get a ton of Raz out here, but now I won't get any. No Raz. Uh, BG, I, I, you're right, man. I got to figure out. That I, I can, I'm not supposed to put up Notre Dame stuff, uh, but I got to put up something. You're right. My my wife was just yelling at me about this, too. I got to put some better stuff up behind me. Um, let's see. Jason Warnock asks, is Notre Dame looking for a DC this winter? Al Golden making himself a candidate for head coach. Um, I think there's a good chance of that. Yeah. Matter of fact, I think that's most likely situation. Uh, I mean, what he did against uh, Ohio State the last two years, what he did against USC in this game, what he did against Clemson last year. I mean, passing. I mean, do you want a coach who has uh, one of the best passing efficiency defenses in the nation in 2023. You know, you do. You do. He's done a really good job. So um, the chances that he's around next year, I, I would say, are not good. Um, but that's what you want. Like, you want it to be because he did well, you know, not because um, you want it to be because he did well, not because, it, you know, he's getting fired or whatever. So this is just the natural way of things. Um, let's see. Fifth wheel says Jim Leonard will be available. Thoughts? I would say no. I, I listen in a vacuum. Is he a good defensive coordinator? Absolutely. Not a big recruiter guy. And he's bringing in a different system. You know, I think, I think, look at with what Notre Dame is doing. I would think if you can hire within, maybe it's Mickens, right? Maybe you can, maybe you can, uh, you can give Mickens the job if he's ready for that. Then he can do it. You can keep some of the same concepts, concepts, a lot of the same coverages, right? Kind of keep the staff continuity there. The defense is good. The defense is very good. You know, um, Aaron Stack says the NC State um, defensive coordinator Gibson. Sure, you know, I, I, I Tony Gibson. I, I just think, I think Notre Dame ought to try to stay in house for this one. It's not like offense, right? This is a good defense you have. You know, like if if Notre Dame had the fourth ranked offense in terms of like yards per play and passing in in the country right now, and you thought, okay, uh, Jared Parker is going to move on or whatever, you would try to hire Gino Gadouli on that front. You know what I mean? So um, that that's what you would do, and I think that's what Notre Dame should look to do. Um, just a just my opinion. Uh, Mark Youngman says, uh, Greg, do you like Lincoln Riley's style of offense? And do you think it will work with Notre Dame, younger players and committed recruits? Hope this question makes sense. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, 
I, Notre Dame's. I don't think Notre Dame will ever go in this direction because the thing with USC's offense, and we saw it last night, is you can just be absolutely out physical because of the way that they play in the way that they go about things. Um, you can just get beat up. And if they can pressure you and you have a, they have a bunch of small guys like, like Brandon Rice is big. He's a bigger guy, but they have a bunch of small receivers. I mean, there's something that, like, there's always like, you always want to take elements, right? Like the way they can spread the field and the way they give their quarterback options and their deeper passing game is, is phenomenal. I mean, they really do give the quarterback a ton of, options and they, they they put the defense in a bind you got you got to be awesome to beat them but you do need a little bit more physicality you lincoln riley's teams they win with the running game but they don't win with physicality they win with scheme and they win with just like we're going to have a light box all the time and we're going to run into this what happens when you play a team with a light box and they can just beat you up like notre dame did yesterday they they notre dame won the front seven just completely just complete dominance in the front seven. When that happens, then all of a sudden everything is closed off on the back end and you have a quarterback who's under fire all the time. He's under pressure. And so that causes problems for um, this kind of offense, right? Now, there's obviously, they, they score like 49 points a game, like the, the nine yard, eight, nine yards of play, right? Like you, there is there is a balance there and there is a... Um, I, I like I personally love the way that that Steve Sarkeesian runs offense where it's like they are they are um a they're 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 strong they play with strength but there's also like an RPO attached to everything uh they'll throw downfield so I'm I'm a really big fan of Steve Sark Sarkeesian in the way that he plays um the way that he plays offense over there uh, Michael Sinat, yeah, Mike Mickens. Let's let's see it. Let's talk about it. I, I think that's a good way to go. You know, reward the reward the coaches that are doing the best job, and he has done um, he has done the best job. Tom Demay says, um, "I'm not a fan of RPO." Uh, Tom, I think that's insane. You can throw on a running play as a defender. That is the most difficult thing in the world because you have you have linemen blocking down. All your keys are that. You can throw on running plays. Like it is, is you can you it's the, the biggest advantage in sports. Like as a defender, like <laughs> as a defender, it's a travesty that they let you do that. That you can throw on a running play. It's a travesty. They got to throw downfield. You know, like linemen can be downfield on passes now, three yards. Like it's insane. It's 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 the biggest rule change for a defense in in like history. It's it's so difficult. Um, I I think that I think that an RPO game you can still be power running. You absolutely can. There's no reason. There's no difference. What power running and RPOs are? They don't have to be uh, different. You you can do the same thing. You absolutely can. Yeah, Michigan does it. Michigan runs RPOs. They do. So it's uh it's it's a big um it's a big deal. You should be able to do it. And um Notre Dame should do it and everyone should do it. It's the most difficult thing to uh to to game plan for. Uh Michael Hoffman says, uh my USC buddy and I make a stupid bet every year. I have a butt tattoo, and now he needs to get a nipple pierced. Okay. Okay. That's in the that's that's on the show. Thank you, Michael. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh that's that's good stuff. Um, and I'll tell you what else is good stuff. Uh VSR media. You know, you want to upgrade your 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 website, your social media. Uh you, you got a highlight reel that you want to, you know, throw out to the people. You want to design a, a better website for your business. Uh, social medias, um, you're getting engaged. You want a good, you want a good engagement. Um, you want a good engagement video, and you're going to want to hit up vsrmediacompany.com.
founded by Notre Dame football pregame host and Emmy Award-winning anchor Vahid Sadrazade. VSR Media provides professional and cinematic video and photo. Whether you're looking for a collegiate or pro-level highlight reel, have a personal story to tell, or are aiming to diversify and grow your business, VSR Media specializes in short and long-form video storytelling, social media management, and website design. VSR Media also captures professional headshots, senior, and sports photos. Contact them at vsrmediacompany.com and mention Iris Sports Daily to receive 20% off your first project. Visit them online or give them a call at 574-800-9106. I mean, I did read that. You put it in the chat. Uh, you put it in the chat. Uh, yeah, man, Dan, you know, sometimes you just got to, the ad reads, uh, you know, you just, you just got to go with that. You got to go with that. Um, Tom DeMay says, uh, the biggest problem with offense is lack of deep passing. I don't think RPO fixed that. Maybe RPO would be, have saved us against Louisville on short yardage, but to me, it just showed how predictable, um, our offense is. So RPO is basically like, we always talk about, we always talk about how you're running into stack boxes and that sort of thing. Well, if you have a sophisticated RPO game, then you can't have safeties crashing on everything. You can't have corners crashing on everything. You can't have nickels because they have to cover things on the outside, right? So you mitigate all that trash that can that can uh that can stop a good blocked running play. Right? Cuz you can get safeties down and you can get corners down and you can get nickels down and all that stuff. Like RPOs take that away because if if those guys are crashing, then you get out and throw the RPO. So it's not it's not a it's not a way to like build an explosive passing game like over the top, right? You want traditional play action for that. But in terms of just like, hey, we you got to keep the defense honest. I mean, look at that's why do you, like that's why in 2017, like the Notre Dame was a very heavy RPO team in 2017, one of the best running games Notre Dame's ever had. Because they have to be able to respect the fact that you can get the ball and pull it out here. I mean, that's a perfect example. Power running game in 2017, very heavy RPO. And so that that's what you're looking for. Um, uh, hey, Tom, no problem. I appreciate you honestly addressing my post because I'm also trying to learn how we can fix this. So I really appreciate the input you got for this. For sure. That's why we do the shows, Tom. That's why we're here. And I'm glad you're here. Um, I appreciate the, the 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 conversation. I love the conversation. Uh, Brian Haney says, um, "I just have a very good feeling coming out of the bye. You will have a totally, you will see a totally dominant team, healthier and now confident. This is what winning does, friends. Uh, this is what winning does. Everyone feels good. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about how everything is good. Last week, everything was not good, right?" Uh, so it's, uh, it's, that's what winning does for, for the fans, for the program and for everything. Um, uh, Drew payment says, uh, even with struggling accuracy, it felt like we had better deep balls in 2017 as well. Yeah. Like there's just so much, uh, you're, you're stressing the defense with so many things, stressing the defense with so many different options. And that's, uh, that's the number one thing with playing offense. Uh, BG says, why do we talk like golden is leaving? Um, well, I'm talking like that because it's just kind of practical in that he probably wants another head coaching job or to be in the NFL. I think a lot of coaches don't like the recruiting aspect of college football. I mean, Lincoln Riley's talked openly about this in the last couple of weeks. So I think he would like back in the NFL or he'd like a head coaching job. And so that's just my opinion, right? Uh, it's not that. I don't like him or any of that stuff. I don't wish it to happen. I hope he stays. I mean, output like this, you, you hope he stays for as long as he wants. But I just think he probably wants to go on the NFL, you know, and, and do that and get out of the college game. It's just my opinion. Um, Tom, Tom DeMay with a good comment. I'm happy we humbled Caleb so bad after last season. Yeah, man. You know, he's doing the uh, he's doing the Heisman pose. You hate to see that. Uh, and, and, you know, when you win a, a, an opposing quarterback, a Heisman trophy, like I think Notre Dame did last year, uh, you don't like that. It doesn't look good. And he's got the stuff painted on his fingernails and you don't like that either. 
Um, and so to come back and and play the way that they did against him, I have to admit, you know, in the <laughs> you know in the week leading up, uh, did not predict. I, I, of all the ways that I saw the game going, I did not see uh, Caleb Williams being the reason that USC uh, lost the game. And, you know, it, but that's kind of the problem with their team in that, like a lot of talking to a lot of USC people, their big thing was like Caleb Williams is the whole team. He is everything. And so it's just like when you have everything on the quarterback and he goes out there and has a stinker, it's not going to look good. You know, it's, it's going it, to, you're going to be in a bad way and you're not able to supplement his play with, um, you know, with, with other things. And like, to be fair, like Sam Hartman put up a stinker last week and Notre Dame was not able to overcome that either. Like, it's just hard to overcome your quarterback in 2023 like that just given the way that the game is played where the quarterback is in much more position to have um you know an uh, outsized influence on how the game goes um it's so it's like it just didn't go well for him i mean it is kind of interesting how like the last two weeks you know notre dame was on the wrong side of a five turnover game and now they're on the right side of a five turnover game. Um, I mean, to be honest, like if it had to go some kind of way, I'm glad that it went the way it did. It's important to beat your rivals. It's important to beat the uh, the top teams in college football. And I know that Louisville, you know, was, you know, ranked high or whatever, but they're not USC. They're not the name. It's it it's better for Notre Dame to have done this against USC than to have done it against Louisville and then have the opposite result. You know, it's it's important to beat your rivals. It's important to beat the Blue Bloods. It's important to 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 win the big games, and that is something that that Brian Kelly famously was not able to do as much. Uh, Marcus Freeman has now done it a couple of times against Clemson and USC. You got to be able to beat those teams. You know, and and that's that's a skill as a head coach. Um, that was a skill that Lou Holtz had. Um, it was a skill that, you know, Charlie Weiss did not have, and that Bob Davy did not have, and and obviously Tyrone Williams. I mean, well, even Ty, like Ty beat Michigan, right, a couple times. So, you know, you, you got to be able to win the big games. You got to be able to beat those those teams that everyone's looking to, and and uh, you, you just gotta. He has to find a way to right the ship offensively, and he being Marcus, it's 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 their it's their time for that, right? Uh, it, you know, you finish the season ten and two with wins over USC and Clemson, you have unequivocally taking steps forward as a program because look, it's not like, because here's the thing they played a tough, they're, they're hundred percent playing. They're hundred percent playing a tougher schedule than they did last year. And they, they to go 10 and two with it. And the offense still wasn't this offense still isn't humming the way you want. That shows something. It would show something, but there's a lot of work to do on that front. You go into the bye, got to figure things out, and then, um, you know, go from there, right? And I think this win sets them up to do that. They really needed it in a big spot, and it needed to happen, and they made it happen. So full credit to them. Full credit to the fans. Full credit to you guys for being in this chat. Um, I'm going to leave it there. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. If this is your first time catching me here, uh, please subscribe to the show. Please hit the like button, and please hit the notification bell. Um, links to this podcast are in the description below if you'd like to listen to the audio version instead of the video version. Uh, Jamie and I will be back on Tuesday. Uh, we'll we'll have a normal schedule in the bye. We'll do Tuesday, Thursday. Um, maybe the, I we'll have to figure out what the Thursday show is because that's usually a preview. So, um. We'll see what we can cook up for everybody. Um, but thank you again. Have a good uh, Sunday. Have a good bye week. We'll talk to you on Thursday. 
or on Tuesday. And also look out for some stuff. I've, I've got some uh, women's basketball, women's basketball content coming. We, we've got some really good things. Then that'll come out on Wednesday. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, all right. Have a good Sunday, everyone. Notre Dame wins 48 to 20. Big, big rivalry win. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Oh, keep hitting awesome.